What's up everybody and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I know we've talked quite a bit about the rumors regarding Mookie Betts in the past few days, but there are more rumors now. It's no longer something about just the Padres, it's now something about maybe the Dodgers as well. It was widely reported yesterday that the Red Sox and Dodgers have reached some pretty deep discussions about a Mookie Betts trade. And according to ESPN's Buster Only, they're deep in the talks, and he says that he believes that if he had to bet on it, that the Red Sox would trade Mookie Betts to the Dodgers before spring training. That's a pretty bold statement, but let's take a look at what that means. So, obviously, Mookie's entering a contract year. He's entering his final season of club control before he becomes a free agent, and He's been on the record and said that he intends to go to free agency, that he wants to go to free agency. The Red Sox have tried to extend him on a few occasions in the past. They haven't been successful because they haven't been able to reach his number. They haven't been able to give him the money that he believes would sway him away from free agency. Fair enough, right? So what do the Red Sox do at this point? If they know they can't extend their their star, their elite player, their best player, the best homegrown player they've had in half a century. They are faced with a dilemma where, well, do we trade him or do we try to run it back one more year and see what we can do? Well, the way the AL East is structured now, I think it's pretty safe to say that the Red Sox are on the outside looking in of this division title. If you compare them to the Rays and the Yankees, even if they ran things back with Mookie Betts, the Red Sox pitching staff and their bullpen has a lot of question marks in it. Will Chris Sale be the same? Can Eduardo Rodriguez repeat what he did last year? And um, what are they going to do with that bullpen? Because they didn't have one last year, and they blew a lot of saves, and that was a huge problem all season long. So if you're the Red Sox and you look at it that way and you say, well, it's probably not likely we're going to win the division this year anyway. Why don't we cash in on Mookie and get something in return for him before he leaves for nothing at the end of what would be a lost season where we come in third place in the AL East? But there's the other side of that. It's like, why would you trade? What's the point of trading for Mookie Betts? What are you going to get? You're going to get another prospect, another player who you hope becomes as good as Mookie Betts. You already have, you've already struck gold by drafting Mookie Betts back in 2011 and developing him and having him come up. Now you retain him. Now that you have him, you should do everything you want to retain him. But I mean, I, I hear both sides of it. I completely understand. I just think that the business aspect of this is that Mookie knows his value. He knows he's, by most accounts, the second best player in all of baseball. So he knows that he can get more money if he waits till free agency and allows multiple teams to bid on him rather than just settling for a quote-unquote hometown discount from the Boston Red Sox. So Mookie's not about the hometown discount. So maybe the Red Sox aren't willing to, I mean, it's also possible the Red Sox just aren't willing to break the bank to pay Mookie. There are reports saying that Mookie wants 12 years, 420. That's $35 million a year for 12 years. So my opinion is this. I have absolutely no problem with the money. I think players should make whatever amount of money they want to make, really. They believe that that these teams can afford to put... Any team in the league can afford that kind of contract. Even the Rays can afford it. Even the A's can afford it. But where, where it becomes a tricky situation is the length of the deal, is the 12 years. 
I mean, I think it's absolutely asinine to give a player a 12-year contract, a player in their late 20s. I mean, Mookie's 27, okay? So if you got if you gave him a 12-year deal, that would sign him through his age 39 season. How in the world can you project what a player is supposed to be a decade plus down the road? So I, I would prefer to see deals where you give them the same amount of money on an average annual value, but give it to them in fewer years. For example, take a look at a guy like Anthony Rendon. He signed a deal seven years, $35 million a year. That's a pretty good deal, in my opinion. He's 29, 30. I think he's 30. Signs him through his age th- uh, 37 season. You know, he's going to be effective for the vast majority of that contract for the next five years at least. He's going to be very effective. And that, maybe the last two years he falls off, but that's okay because you got five, you know, you got five sevenths of that deal, you know, looking pretty good. But if you sign someone like a Bryce Harper, for example, a 13-year deal, I mean, these guys are human beings. I mean, you can't really expect people to play at all-star levels into and past their mid-30s. It just doesn't really happen. So with a guy like Mookie Betts, I think the issue, uh, this is a controversial take right here. This is a con- What I'm about to say is pretty controversial. I think the issue with Mookie is that a guy like him with his skill set, it's largely predicated on speed. It's largely predicated on his um, his plate discipline. It's largely predicated on his quick twitch athleticism. What's that going to look like in 10 years' time? Let's say Mookie gets hurt. Let's say he has an injury and now he comes back and he doesn't have as much power. Well, right now, he's a 30-home run guy at his peak. At, this is like the peak of his value. He's a 30 home run guy. What's that gonna What's that gonna look like when he loses a little bit of bat speed or he loses some power, you know, as he slows down? Well, so now he's a what? He's a 20 home run guy. What's his defense gonna look like? He's an elite defender, one of the best in the game. What's that gonna look like when he slows down? He doesn't have the 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 skill set that's predicated on things that will carry significant value in the long term. Yes, his plate discipline will stay with him. All the way through his career, but is that something that's worth thirty-five million dollars a year at the ages of thirty-six, thirty-seven? You know, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, he's. I mean, pay him forty million a year or whatever. You know, pay him his money, give him his bag. But twelve years to me makes absolutely no sense in baseball. I mean, we've like I can't think of a single contract that was like a ten-year contract or more that went well. I mean, look at Pujols in Anaheim that dude still has another what two years on that deal it was a bad contract when he signed it he was like 31 years old signing a 10-year deal made absolutely no sense I mean there's there's so many more deals like that and it just made I mean Robbie Cano in in Seattle they already traded him after what like two three years of that deal it's it's a rough go it just doesn't make sense I don't have any problem with the money I don't have any problem with the money at all it's the years that's that's where I am I'm a bit um, confused as to why you would want to commit over a decade to any player that could just basically get hurt and become completely different. And at the same time, they're going to get older. But anyway, the Red Sox are trying to include David Price in this deal. They would like to involve David Price, and that's probably what they're discussing with the Dodgers, whether or not they want to take on David Price and how much of his contract they will eat. He is set to be paid $96 million over the next three seasons. He's 34, has a history of elbow trouble. 
you know, he helped the Sox win the title in 2018, but I mean, he was 7-5 with a 4 8 ERA that, or not that year, sorry, in 2019, this past season. So it's it's definitely not the most attractive of options to take David Price and his money. But obviously the Red Sox want to shed that if they're going to give away a franchise player like that. What, what would the Red Sox get in return from the Dodgers? Well, th- there are rumors that this might include Alex Verdugo, Dustin May, or Tony Gonsolin. And, I mean, even other prospects because LA has one of the deepest farm systems in all of baseball. They're... You know, they have that rare combination of elite talent at the major league level and elite talent at the minor league level. So they could definitely help Boston restock their farm system. And I've said before, if, if money really isn't an issue, what the Red Sox could do is they could trade Mookie, cash in on him now, you know, wave the white flag on the season, go back in the offseason, give him his money, and bring him back to Boston. Obviously, it sounds crazy when I say it, but it actually could happen. I mean, he's going to go to the highest bidder. Believe it or not, these guys care about money, and they care about <laughs> they care about maximizing their their income so that that is where we stand right now there are two teams in the race to trade for Mookie Betts the Padres and the Dodgers obviously the Padres are not in as good of a position to contend this year as the Dodgers so for example if the Dodgers got Mookie Betts he's exactly the kind of player that could put them over the top they're already going to win the NL West without Mookie if they get him that's like okay now you win you could win another playoff series because you just have that elite talent, that deep. I mean, Mookie leading off, you could have a guy like Bellinger in center field hitting clean. My goodness, don't even get me started. This is just a ridiculous lineup. But the fact of the matter is that because the Dodgers are going to win the NL West regardless, they would actually probably, no, they would definitely be in a better position to trade for him in July. They could wait until the trade deadline, let the season play out, then he would come for a lot cheaper because he'd be a two-month rental as opposed to training for him now and giving away more prospects than they have to. They could just go with the lineup and team they have now and wait till July. However, then they run the risk of losing out if the Padres decide to give the Red Sox what they're looking for now. So it's this kind of cat-and-mouse game, a kind of who's going to blink first because once another team enters the bidding, you can't you can't be sure that that deal is going to be there in July if you give up now because then the Padres could just be like, all right, fine, you know, take take Luis Patino or whatever and give us Mookie Betts because now the Dodgers aren't doing anything. So I guess the Padres and Dodgers kind of have to look out for each other because they don't want to they don't want the other person to steal what they're looking for. So that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, we have pitchers and catchers reporting in a couple weeks. First spring training games in about three weeks. The season's coming up, and this is the place to be if you want – to be informed of everything related to baseball this season and even just as we are now we're here every single day if you enjoyed this please share it with someone who would be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection